चैप्टर ट्वेंटी नाइन श्री साई सच्चरिता चैप्टर ट्वेंटी नाइन इज एन इंटरेस्टिंग चैप्टर ऑफ लाइफ ट्रांसफॉर्मिंग ड्रीम्स वेदर इट इज द एवरेशियस भजन मंडली और कैप्टन वीर हटे द ल्यूर ऑफ मनी ब्रॉड द भजन मंडली टू बाबा स्वीट देन द मैन हैड अ विविड ड्रीम ऑफ बाबा एंड through this dream baba shows him the consequences of bad karma and through the dialogue between them baba instills faith in him and his greedy tendencies abate the omnipresent baba shows him that the sadguru is way beyond caste community and creed finally baba shows him that he is ageless and immortal In Veer Hate's dream Baba says Did you forget me Hate begs for forgiveness and sends dakshina and siddha material to Baba Later he gets a rupee coin blessed by Baba that he worship daily The next leela is about the Tendulkar family where Baba blesses Raghunath with more pension than was due him Baba also blesses his son Babu with success in his medical examination although his horoscope predicted failure here baba teaches us an important lesson and that is to have complete faith in him and not in any planetary combinations as he is capable of surpassing them and finally baba gives the rare coin that Vaman Rao Narvikar brought hoping that Baba would bless it with his touch so that he could place it in his puja room instead of returning it Baba gives it to Shama now i shall give a few more details about the bhajan mandali from Madras and captain Veer Hate the avaricious bhajan mandali from Madras He was called Bahu Swami because his guru was Ram Bahu from South Canara. His real name was Govind Swami and he worked for Madras Electric Tramways. He and his family went on an all India pilgrimage in 1915. They visited Shirdi on 23/8 1915. They sang beautifully and did bhajans. Baba gave them 2 rupees and barfi worth 2 rupees. They sold the barfi for 1 rupee and 12 annas. All these details he wrote in his diary. One day he had a dream vision of Baba. Since the dream vision is very interesting because of the questions asked and the answers given by Baba, I will narrate it here. Govind Swami was arrested and placed in a cell that is a lockup. He saw Baba standing quietly outside. Then he said in a plaintive voice, "Hearing your fame, I came to your feet. Then why should this calamity befall me when you are standing right here in person?" Baba said, "You must suffer the consequences of your actions." He said, I have not done anything in this life which would bring such misfortune to me Baba said 
If you have not done it in this life, you must have committed some sin in your past lives. He replied, I do not know anything of my past life, but assuming that I did commit some sin, then why should it not be burnt and destroyed in your presence as dry grass before fire? Baba, have you got such faith? He, yes. Baba then asked him to close his eyes. No sooner did he shut them than he heard a thumping sound of something falling down, and opening his eyes, he saw that he was free and the policeman had fallen down bleeding. Being very frightened, he began to look at Baba, who said, Now you are well caught. Officers will now come and arrest you. Then he begged, There is no other saviour except you, so save me somehow. Then Baba again asked him to close his eyes. He did so, and when he opened them, he saw that he was free out of the cell and that Baba was by his side. He fell at Baba's feet. Baba then asked him, Is there any difference between this Namaskar and your previous ones? Think well and reply. He said, There is a lot of difference. My former Namaskars were offered with the object of getting money from you. But the present Namaskar is offered to you as God. Besides, formerly I thought resentfully that you are a Mohammedan and were spoiling us Hindus. Baba said, Do you not believe in your mind in Mohammedan gods? He said, No. Then Baba said, Have you not got a panja in your house, and do you not worship the same taboo at Muharram festival? Also, there is in your house another Mohammedan deity by the name Khadbibi, whom you appropriate and appease in your marriage and other festivals. Is this not true? He admitted to all this. Then Baba said, What more do you want? Then a desire arose in his mind to have darshan of his Guru, Ramdas Swami. Then Baba asked him to turn around and see. And when he turned, lo, Ramdas Swami was in front of him. No sooner did he begin to fall at his feet, Ramdas vanished. He then inquisitively asked Baba, You look old. Do you know your age? Baba said, What? You say I am old? Just run a race with me and see. Saying this, Baba began to run, and he too followed. Baba disappeared in the dust raised by his footsteps while running, and the man was awakened. After awakening, he began to think seriously about the dream vision. His mental attitude was completely changed, and he realized the greatness of Baba. After this, his grabbing and doubting tendencies disappeared, and true devotion for Baba's feet sprang up in his mind. After this revealing vision, the greedy skeptic became an ardent devotee. Dr. Pillay asked him to write his dream, which he did, and handed it over to him. Knowing that Radha Krishnamai's love for bhajans He did bhajans in her home. She gave him a Marathi book on the life of Sai Baba, which he treasured. 
Bahu Swami's wife Adi Lakshmi Amal was given sakshatkar of Sri Ram in the noon arti while the rest of the mandali saw Baba sitting in his usual place. Filled with joy, she decided to make prasad of bhaji and paisam. On 38, 1915, while preparing it, she fervently prayed to Baba to accept it as she had prepared it with love and devotion. Eagerly, she took it to the Dwarkamai and handed it over. To her utter dismay, the lady Durga Bai placed it last in the rows of food offerings. Baba, however, slowly moved to the back and picked up the dish and devoured the whole of it with great relish. This touched the lady to the bottom of her heart, thus further strengthening her devotion in Baba. This information is from Ambrosia and Shirdi. Captain Veer Hate gets his rupee blessed by Baba. Dr. Hate was a staunch devotee of Baba and stayed in Shirdi for some time. Then he returned to Gwalior where he resided. One day, Shalu Ram came to him and informed him that his son was missing for a while now. He and his wife and daughter-in-law had made a thorough search and were unable to locate him. Dr. Hate advised him to go to Shirdi, saying, "Baba will definitely tell you his whereabouts." Shalu Ram took a vow, saying, "If I hear from my son, I will go to Shirdi." A few days later, he received a letter from his son. His son had left home and secretly joined the army, as he feared his parents' wrath. He was posted in Egypt, but was now returning home. He informed Doctor Hate about it, and again he was told to go and have Baba's darshan. Shaluram agreed, but instead of going to Shirdi. He went to Bombay to meet his son. Salu Ram and his wife and daughter-in-law went to Bombay to welcome him. Salu Ram was happy to see his son, but the condition of his son was upsetting. The boy was running a high fever and was emaciated. He at once took his son to Doctor Hate for treatment in Gwalior. Doctor Hate said. Time and again, I told you to go to Shirdi, but you did not go. Now take your son to Shirdi and lay him at Baba's feet. He will definitely recover. This time, Shalu Ram did just that. Before they left, Doctor Hate gave Shalu Ram a rupee coin and said, "Place this rupee in Baba's hand. He will return it." So. I can keep it in my prayer room as his prasad. Don't forget to bring it back. Shalu Ram agreed, and he and his family went to Shirdi. Before leaving, he asked Doctor Hate for a letter of introduction, but the doctor told him that it was not necessary. They had Baba's darshan, and the son started recuperating. He then placed a coin in Baba's hand. Baba returned the coin saying give this back to the owner the family returned to gwalior and shalu ram told dr hate everything that happened then he handed over the coin 
that Baba had blessed. Dr. Hate took it in his hand, but he felt this was not his coin. Shaluram returned home and told his wife about it. She, however, went inside and brought the original coin, which she had put away safely. The next day, a thrilled Dr. Hate received the coin. Shaluram apologized for the substitution, and Dr. Hate forgave him. This was taken from Shri Sai Leela magazine, Ankh 3, Year 2. Now I shall narrate a little about Babu and Savitri Bai Tendulkar. Savitri Bai lived with her family in Bandra, Mumbai. She and her family were devoted to Baba. Every Thursday, she made the pilgrimage to Shirdi, carrying prasad and a garland of bakul flowers. In the compound of her Bandra home, there was a bakul tree. The tree gave abundance of flowers for three months, and then the flowers started waning. Early in the morning, the tree would shed myriads of flowers. Savitri Bai would gather these flowers and offer them to Baba. It was a ritual that she liked to do. She had a small photograph of Baba and she performed puja to it. First, she made a bed of flowers, then placed the photograph on it. Meticulously, she made garlands of various sizes and placed them on the photograph. The rest of the flowers she offered doing namjap. There were mounds of flowers in front of the photograph. On one of her visits to Shirdi, Baba was sitting with a large group of people when he pointed to her and said, I am not in Shirdi for the past three months. I am at Mai's home. She smothered me with bakul flowers. I am intoxicated by their smell. Her son, Babu, was hyperactive when he was a young child. So Savitri Bai brought him to Shirdi and left him with Baba. On one of her visits, she saw the boy was running a high temperature. He was lying in a corner near the Dhuni Mai, groaning and moaning. At once, she asked Baba why this was so. Baba calmly replied, Don't worry, Mai, he will be all right. Just give him a little Udi mixed in water. She did what she was told, and to her surprise, the boy recovered after some time. Savitri Bai and her family belonged to the Varkari Sampradaya. Though the family was of a religious bent, Savitri Bai was very progressive for her times. She wrote the Bhajan Mala in the form of Padas and Abhangs. These were about the experiences of Baba's Leela and Divinity. She was a prolific writer and wrote articles in the Sai Leela magazine. The small photograph that Baba gave Savitri Bai is with her descendants. It has a lot of sentimental value, so much so that the family will not wipe it as they do not want to wipe off Baba's touch. Mother Rao Tendulkar Savitri Bai and Raghunath had four children. Bapu was the youngest child. Mention is made of him in the Sri Sai Satcharita, Chapter 29, when Baba 
assured his mother of his success in the MBBS examination. His name was Madhav Rao. He was born in 1898. As a child, he was rather hyperactive. So his mother brought him to Shirdi and left him with Baba. At that time, he was about eight years old. When Baba went for Bhiksha, he would accompany him. Baba would run ahead and collect the Bhiksha. Finally, when Baba would return after his Bhiksha rounds, Baapu was the first to receive Baba's Bhiksha Prasad. Fortunate was this child as he was looked after by Baba daily. Madhav Rao grew up to be a fine doctor. His clinic was called Sainath Clinic. It was in Worli, Mumbai. This Leela is taken from the Sri Sai Satcharita magazine. And last but not the least is a Leela about the ill effects of planetary constellations in our life and how Baba can override them. Minal's Dream This Leela is narrated by Minal Dalvi, a devotee residing in Pune. It is about the trials and tribulations that her parents had to face in finding a suitable groom for her sister Madhuri. Madhuri was born in 1980 and when she was about three months old, her parents took her to Shirdi. The priest in the Samadhi Mandir took the tiny baby and placed it in Baba's lap. This heart-warming action of the priest confirmed their belief that Baba would stand beside Madhuri through thick and thin. Her father told his wife, She is Baba's child and Baba will look after her welfare. We don't have to worry. Madhuri was studying in college when her parents decided to find a suitable groom for her. They contacted friends and relatives for prospective grooms. However, they faced innumerable problems, of which the main problem was Madhuri's horoscope. Every family the Dalvis contacted refused marriage. In the meantime, Madhuri got a job as a teacher in Pune itself. However, when a suitable groom was found, Madhuri refused to marry him as he lived away from Pune, and she was unwilling to give up her job. Everyone persuaded her to give up her job, as many suitable grooms resided outside Pune. The Dalvis, as a last resort, quite unwillingly sought the help of an astrologer. Menal recalls, I was quite horrified that an astrologer was consulted. I didn't believe in astrology, zodiac signs and the planetary moments. I only believed in Baba and that Baba would come to her aid. I kept remembering what Baba had said to Savitri Bhai Tendulkar in Chapter 29 of the Sri Sai Satcharita. Her son Bapu was to appear for the medical examination. However, because an astrologer had predicted failure, he had decided not to appear that year. Then Baba said, Ask him to appear in the examinations and he will be successful. 
ask him to roll up the horoscope and keep it aside, and do not rely on astrologers and palmists. I was very disturbed by the turn of events. I thought, at this juncture, my parents should have saburi and not turn to superstitions and charlatans. The next problem that cropped up was that if Madhuri's father didn't present the horoscope to the prospective groom's parents, they would ask many questions. If they insisted, her father would give them Madhuri's horoscope, and then they would say, Gosh, her horoscope is terrible and inauspicious. She is a Manglik, that is, the fault of planet Mars. Or she has Kal Sarp Yoga, that is a combination of Kala, that is time, and Sarpa, the serpent, which is considered very harmful to the groom's parents. The effects of these bring ill health and even death to the groom's father and numerous misfortunes. Since a very young age, Minal considered Baba as her doting grandfather. She therefore stood in front of his picture and said, Baba, isn't this superstition? Only you and you alone can find a suitable groom for Madhuri. And if you don't, I will leave you and go to Gajanan Maharaj or Swami Samarth. So you better do something and fast. After she had bullied Baba thus, she fell asleep chanting his name. That night she dreamt that she was outside the Sabha Mandap of the Dwarkamai. There a woman was sweeping the street and her tiny baby was crying. Minal told the lady that she was going inside to meet Baba and she would take the baby along with her, as Baba would definitely play with the child. The lady handed her child to Minal, who entered Dwarkamai. She saw Baba seated serenely on his stone and he smiled at her. Minal then handed the child to Baba and gave him a box of Vedas, saying, Baba, the date of Madhuri's wedding is finalized. At that time, the child stopped crying and was contently lying in Baba's lap, sucking his thumb. Surprised to see this, Minal said, Baba, you know this child for numerous past lives. Baba didn't reply, but started playing with the child. Then he got up and went to the chili and in a small pot heated some milk. Minal impulsively asked, Baba, I don't know your artis. Instead of answering directly, he replied, Wait a bit, Malsapati will soon come here. Jesus, you are Yashoda's Krishna and Mother Mary is Pajama. Minal relates, all this time I thought this must be a line from the Arte. Baba then played with the child again while I waited for Malsapati to arrive. At that very moment, my mother woke me up, but I was impatient to know what would happen next, so I closed my eyes and slept. As luck would have it, my dream continued. Baba said, Child, take my Udi and then go. Now five lives are yet to be lived. Hearing these words, I got up startled and became wide awake. 
Mina lay there thinking of the deeper meaning of this dream. There were a lot of questions like, what did Baba really look like in his true form? How did I give pedas to Baba when Madhuri's wedding date was not yet fixed? Who was the child in the dream? What did Baba mean by five lives are yet to be lived? A year later, Minal met Mukta Devadkar, a great devotee who has written a great deal on Baba and asked her to decipher the dream. Mukta said, Any spiritual practice you do for Baba does not go in vain. The child is symbolic of ignorance. You told Baba that you didn't know the Arte. Milk represents the knowledge that Baba will bestow on you. In the meantime, Minal and her family prayed earnestly, read the Sri Sai Satcharita and chanted Baba's name. The following year, Madhuri got married to a highly educated man from Pune itself. Thus, she didn't have to leave Pune, and the wedding was celebrated on a grand scale without any difficulty. Thus, Meenal's dream came true. This is taken from Sri Sai Sagar, Volume 5, January and March 2015. And this concludes the commentary on the chapter. Om Sai Ram